Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. me once again for another blunt business on cannabisria.com and i'm happy to go and bring back a returning guest of the program he appeared on the program right in the middle of the worst deadliest dreariest part of covid in may 2020 in the peak of covid i so you can't forget the time period uh, he manages the cannabis industry's leading regulatory and operational compliance software platform we're happy to welcome him back the ceo and co-founder of simplifya marion Maria Thesson, thanks for being on with us. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here again. Hey, happy to have you back on. And we bring you back with an announcement that you made recently with a team about the Risk Mitigation Alliance, which brings cannabis operators savings on insurance premiums and compliance solutions. And about this, when this was launched, you said the following. Under the RMA, we're going to you know, use the uh, acronym, Eligible cannabis operators can easily opt in and take advantage of best-in-class insurance coverage and services with partner carriers and brokers. They can also access industry-leading compliance tools, simplifies, simplifies services, as well as the majority of the cost paid for, which will help businesses stay compliant and up-to-date with ever-changing state regulations. And you've spoken with other organizations to focus on risk management. We have on this program, and you know we even had those that have uh, hosted a podcast here on Cannabis Radio. So what stands out about the Risk Mitigation Alliance in this new venture? What really stands out among what other offerings have been out there? Well, I think, you know, th this is a, a very unique kind of initiative in that, you know, the goal is for all the risk mitigation kind of ancillary companies that support the industry coming together and saying, look, we understand the markets are tough. There's a lot of compression going on and prices, uh, something, you know, cost and prices, something that's in the forefront of everyone's minds. And so coming together with the carriers and brokers that have been serving the cannabis industry alongside with Simplifya, you know, that's been around for six years now is to say, look, if you're using a tool like Simplifya, or if you're using Simplifya that, you know, we think that there's, the risk profile of that operator is lowered and therefore 70% of uh, the cost of Simplify will be paid for by insurance. And then when you're using Simplify, then the insurance carriers and the brokers can say, hey, you know what? You're using this risk mitigation tool, therefore your uh, risk profile again is, is uh, lessened or lowered and therefore we're going to discount your insurance premium, or we're going to give you a preferred pricing or something that helps you 
kind of alleviate this pain point of these costly things that uh, an operator needs. So that's that's the the main difference here is that you know everyone that's in the risk mitigation space with insurance and Simplify coming together, as well as banks even uh, to say that we want to help you save money but also preserve your most valuable asset. That's your license. So this new offering now brings qualifying cannabis operators working with participating risk mitigation alliance insurance carriers and or brokers to receive 70% of the co- off the cost of Simplify's core suite of operational and regulatory compliance solutions paid for by the participating insurance carriers and brokers and customers of Simplify are also eligible to receive the discounts on these premiums from those carriers or brokers at policy renewal or new during new policy sign up and operators who subscribe to Simplify and work with RMA partner insurance carriers or brokers are now eligible for either a majority of Simplify services paid for and preferred pricing on insurance premiums. So what is it about the Simplify platform, Marion, that plays a role outside of the regulatory and operational compliance framework into risk mitigation? Yeah. So, you know, we've been doing this for quite some time, right? And so over the last six years, we really honed in on, the kind of the key elements that are important for an operator. So I think one of the one of the terms that's used very loosely in the industry is compliance. And operational compliance means we actually ingest everything that's published out there by a regulatory authority, right? From A to Z, from accounting, uh, <clears throat> books and records, all the way down to waste management. And so in that, uh, the recognition, I think, by insurance is to say that if you use Simplifya, we are uh, a very pinpointed, very detail-oriented product. And so they can make an assumption that you're buttoned up in other areas of your business, which again, lowers your risk profile. And that's really what it comes down to is that insurance, banks, all these folks that support the industry uh, that are risk averse really want to ensure that an operator doesn't have all these high risk because it is a high risk industry. And so that they can, you know, comfortably support and give you the best products and services. And so for Simplify, it's just that, you know, we've been around long enough that, uh, you know, not to say that means everything, but we certainly know all the key elements that an operator needs to be uh, adhering to, to ensure that, you know, they're running a properly compliant uh, business. And Simplify is now available in the 28 states as, uh, as of late last year. Minnesota was now brought on board to now access your standard operating procedures, the smart cabinet self audit platforms. We'll talk about those later. And well, that's it. Well, the risk mitigation Alliance is this only being affected for those that can connect directly with Simplifier and those 28 States. Yeah. So we're now actually in 29 States. Okay. And yeah. And, and so the, the great news there is that, you know, if you want to have 70% of Simplify paid for, and, you know, the thing here is that cost is a factor, right? And even Simplify and having a tool like Simplify, even though we think we priced it uh, very well, it's, you know, it still becomes a, a line item, especially the more locations you have. And so by insurance saying that they're paying for 70% of Simplify, it really drastically reduces that overhead. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's supposed to, it's meant to be a feel good all the way around for an industry that's struggling. So, uh, you know, oftentimes people think, you know, insurance is kind of looked at as the bad guys, right? Because 
I think in any industry, it's like, oh, they take my premiums, but they don't ever want to pay out. So I think this is uh, one way that insurance companies, brokers and carriers are coming together saying, hey, look, we value this industry. We think um, we want to be able to provide you all these best products and services, and we want to continue to do that. But if you can help us, we can help you. And that is mitigate your risk. And we would love to be able to like lower your pricing and do all this stuff. And so by paying for 70% of Simplifya, they're just kind of encouraging uh, good governance and compliance uh, from these operators. That's really the, the key element here is just encouraging um, you know, people to operate in a compliant manner. Let's go to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and talk about some of the issues in the areas of compliance that came up uh, in the state of Nevada. And we also want to go and delve into the area of certification and coordinating with third-party lab testing to be able to get quality control into place. I'm here with the CEO and co-founder of Simplify, who also, uh, their team is also operating and managing the Risk Mitigation Alliance, which we'll talk more about a little bit later on the program. Here on Blunt Business, we're back after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with Marian Mariathasan, the CEO and co-founder of Simplifya. And once again, a return appearance on the program. Now, I want to delve into some several issues when it comes to compliance that have brought up. One in particular came out was a public health advisory that was issued by the Nevada Cannabis Compliance Board. They were issuing a warning about seven different batches of marijuana products. The agents discovered that several batches or lots of cannabis were treated with an unapproved pesticide. Etafon, said to be a growth regulator, and affected products were sold between March 23rd and April 21st in eight dispensaries across Nevada. So, I mean, we don't talk much about that, but the fact that there is something that might be tainted or might be the quality check might not have been put into place, and these, this product goes out, and it spreads out to various dispensaries to kind of keep an eye out. It's like that's not so much about saying about a roll, a recall for this, but that's kind of things happen. But with this kind of story, talk about the levels of consequences that are possible. If any ma company makes a mistake like this in a legal cannabis market in the U.S., because it's not like your traditional where something goes defective or wrong and there's a recall for it, that's not applying here, does it? Well, you know, that's a great question, Bracco. I mean, you know, I, I think it, it's, a, it's a very uh, complex situation and, and problem, but I'll tell you, you know, in terms of ramification for these uh, uh, dispensaries uh, or the manufacturer, uh, I think it, it can 
come all the way down to you know massive fines or loss of your license right because again because it's a highly regulated industry that um you know everyone has a lot of eyes on uh, essentially you you know you break one or two rules no matter how big or small uh, the ramifications can be quite large and you know it'll be interesting to see how this uh, pans out but it, it's certainly not a good look for them or for the industry and um i guess we'll have to watch it unfold as it as it goes now the other thing i want to ask is about there's a lot of companies if i go ahead and just put the google search for cannabis compliance there are a lot of companies that are coming on board oh we have funding we have more services we're providing for compliance this and that but when it comes down to it with the those that you're working with right now a lot of companies, MSOs, or smaller end companies are looking to go ahead and use seed to sale tracking or, or softwares like yours to mm-hmm. handle the process of compliance alone, but without the mm-hmm. human component. They want to be able to automate it. They want to be able to have, well, we could just put cameras in there. We could just set something else. And there's the part where some people feel like, well, we could just streamline this and compliance, you know, it's not something we need to put a whole lot of money into, nor a whole lot of thought into. For those companies that come in to work with you, talk about what the level of compliance means to what you're doing. And if it's more than just the tools that you have, if there's something more to what makes Simplify stand out to lead in the charge to having good above ground compliance. Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. So I, I think, you know, what makes this really stand out and I think, you know, you have so our clients range from Jushis to Cureleaf, you know, big MSOs all the way down to, you know, small operators. And <clears throat> end of the day, we always tell people, as I said earlier, your most valuable asset as an operator is your license to operate. And, you know, having a tool um, like Simplify to help you kind of walk through all the different kind of nuances and, and complexities of compliance is is really vital right because again as i mentioned earlier operational compliance it's not just subsets like pos compliance or c to sale compliance this is literally a to z it's it's the full breadth of what uh cannabis governing authorities are putting out there and and so when you use a tool like ours it literally helps them streamline it helps them save time and save money because Again, whether you have a large compliance team or not, um, you know, these are ever-changing regs. There's a lot of moving parts, right? Standard operating procedures that we provide for our operators that we extrapolate from the regulations. We have the smart cabinet that actually tells them different sets of applications and when they need to be updated, when they need to be renewed. A license tracker that tracks all the different type of licenses. And, and so whether you have a large team or a small team, these are just a lot of things to stay on top of. And so Simplify, again, was designed to ensure that whether you're small or large, we take a lot of that heavy lifting and guesswork out of what you need to do to have good governance. Um, and I think that's a, a key difference as to why we've been around for six years and and why both uh, large and small operators use our, our software. But that's the one thing, too. Everybody was talking about compliance software, compliance solutions, which is tech-based, which is all computer-based. What about the human component that you could add to the mix? Is that something where there is a human component or a, yeah. or a, an encouragement 
of compliance yeah. from much more than just the software standpoint. Yeah. So, you know, even though we're a software platform, um, everyone behind the scenes is simplifies a rec tech company, right? So half of our team are lawyers and policy folks and the other half are engineers. So there is that comfort level of knowing that there are real people behind Simplify that are monitoring uh, the regulations, talking to regulators, clarifying points, you know, again, taking all this uh, vague areas that you don't really understand or might not understand or don't know about. And you know that Simplify and the team behind it are doing all that work for you. So uh, even though it is a software company, I think it's really important to understand that there's a lot of smart people outside of myself, uh, way smarter than myself, that are you know really watching out for the interests of the operators. I make this point because we have to put this focus, this spotlight on compliance, but the fact that, do I need to say it again? Do I need to refer to CanTrust and $77 billion worth of valuation lost because of a couple of missteps in compliance of which Health Canada and the cannabis compliance uh, bodies over there decided to basically destroy the company and has not been able to recover since it had to change names in 2019 yeah. i'm just telling you if if you don't take this seriously companies and there are some that are corporate and that they're going to say you know what we just need to go and do whatever just to take care of our bottom line and only put so much as necessary we can't have bare minimum compliance especially when we're not regulated federally but when we are then those rules are going to be put into place and every company out there needs to be doing more than the bare minimum I'm repeating myself. I'm a broken record on this program, but I'm going to keep saying it on every program every time we talk about compliance because it needs to be said. Anything you want to add there, Marion? I think that's a great point. You know, I, I think it's not, you know, it's a collective here, right? I mean, I, I view the cannabis industry as a movement and, you know, there are still plenty of people out there that don't want cannabis to be legal, whether it's on a federal level or even, you know, that are really against even states legalizing it. And so, I, I think giving them ammo when you have issues like what happened in Nevada, or I think there was a, a operator in California that got fined one point some million dollars for yeah. I can't even remember the exact you know uh, law that they broke, but or regulation that they broke. But the point is, we want to minimize the finger pointing to say, hey, look, you know this industry, they're not doing things by. The, the way the government wants them to do and therefore this is not a very good industry because you know you have those naysayers and i think compliance while it's probably the least sexiest thing or the thing that people don't want to think about it is about risk mitigation for yourself as a business but also for the industry as a whole which is why this risk mitigation alliance piece i think really comes at the right time for the cannabis industry it, it's because all these different folks, whether it's banking or insurance or operational compliance, such as Simplifia, all of us recognizing, okay, how can we make this easier and more streamlined? And by the way, provide some sort of financial benefit to encourage better uh, compliance standards and governance by these operators. And, and so I, I'm 100% with you there. It, it needs to be something that should be the focal point uh, of operators that are existing and the new ones that are coming on you know, as new states legalize. I want to move along into a story that I actually asked the CEO of a lab testing company 
on our grassroots marketing series about a, a couple weeks back. And Forbes report on this story. And just to give the talk about it, I want to just re refer to this new certification set standards for cannabis lab testing. Forbes put this out and I actually caught this before I hit the paywall. But anyways, <laughs> uh, they put a paywall now, you bastards. Uh, now, I'm going to just take this story and I want to get your take on this. Let me take a passage from what was said. States that legalize that legalize commercial cannabis production and sales mandate that products be tested for contaminants and levels of THC, the primary psychoactive compound. Blah, blah, blah. Industry standards for such lab analysis have not been developed, which has allowed some labs to inflate THC levels to appease clients eager to offer most potent products. And 2019, uh, Leafly reported that inconsistency among results from different labs has prompted the lab shopping as producers search for the highest potency levels for their goods. And without going into more detail, I had a story I just thought brought up as well from University of Northern Colorado and another lab testing company proving the point they went to eight dispensaries and they saw there was a THC potency disparag disparaging between 10 and 37% potency. It's all over the place. And so there's lab shopping out there that they're saying that, you know, they say that they're, they're trying to, it's like getting a second opinion. Let's get the better information out there to work with without really being concerned with what quality's out there. So Marion, talk to me about what can be done from a risk mitigation standpoint when it comes to third-party lab testing. Well, I, you know, I think the standard needs to be around GMP, right? It, it's like any other um, industry that's now kind of become uh, part of our society. Alcohol, for example, you know, you don't get a chance to say, you know, this bottle of tequila says 40% alcohol by volume when it's not really the case. And I think when it comes to consumers, we need to really standardize uh, products. And, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, we see this kind of deviation still uh, when it comes to, you know, different labs and, and, and the results that they're posting. And so I, I, I think, you know, again, standardization is the key. And, uh, and GMP is probably right now the best uh, best way to move about that um, and, and, and ensuring that every lab tester and every manufacturer kind of, you know, adheres to these standards because otherwise, again, going back to my last point, uh, you know, you have people that clearly don't want the advancement of this industry. And if we continue to have these sorts of issues, it's going to raise more flags and more questions, and it's just going to delay this movement to where we want it to be. Um, and I think, again, I think from a compliance perspective, uh, it all kind of falls under this compliance arm, right? Or compliance umbrella. Um, standards, governance, um, good practices, these are just elements that other industries have embedded into their operations and we in the cannabis industry have to do the same thing if we want to see advancing. Marion, I want to follow up on GMP after the break because we're going to make a point about this because, you know, we're hearing more and more about companies that are, or at least consultants out there that I'll talk to you on the program. I talked about Kim Stuck with Alley Consulting that's working with uh, the GMP Collective and partnering up to go ahead and start instilling good manufacturing practices as what should be the standard for compliance across the board for all cannabis outfits and at least in the states which is already being affected and done in canada and overseas and europe so let's talk about that after the break i'm here once again with the 
CEO and co-founder of Simplify. And by the way, if I haven't mentioned a website, website name, simplify.com, S-I-M-P-L-I-F-Y-A.com. Take a look at that as we go to break with final questions after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Rounding the home stretch with <laughs> my guest here on Blunt Business, Marian Maria Thassan, CEO and co-founder of Simplify. Website is simplify.com. Again, spell it out, S-I-M-P-L-I-F-Y-A.com. We talked about good manufacturing practices before the break, and I'm glad you pointed it out because refresher course listeners, we're going to do it one more time. They're a core part of the food and beverage industry and the pharmaceutical industry to ensure manufacturers create safe, reliable products through a consistent set of documented processes. And they're not currently applying to the cannabis industry, but they're widely expected to in the future. So you need to be prepared for that anyway. And for cultivators and manufacturers, conforming will not only, and I'm taking this from a website that does on cultivation, and like obviously they, they set GMP standards for themselves. So they say that in the story that I'm taking from, Conforming to those standards now will not only result in safe processes and consistent products, but will also give them a competitive advantage when GMP standards do apply. And they talk about the parts that are the difficult part. It's strict. It's very strenuous. It does require more, more overhead and more resources and more manpower to make sure this is done. So you're talking about the, the guidelines that have to be done. It, Adhering to GMP means establishing documented, repeatable processes, providing the same result, safe, high-quality products, vital to the overall success of any company that desires to sell consumer products, cosmetics, food, and eventually cannabis. Now, I want to take from a story from Rolling Stone I've talked about before on the program. And they talked about what are GMP standards, why should the global cannabis market care? And they wrote about business leaders should take a proactive approach to compliance whether they want access to the global market or just increase revenue at home. And my question I'm going to ask you is, would the GMP, you're saying it is one of the best courses of action, or what do you think about those accumulation of certifications, certified seals, all these extra things that are being run out there that you say like a lot of hemp companies or CBD companies are using certificates of analysis, all these different things are trying to show, well, this is our way of showing quality control, but it's not GMP. So why would you say GMP it should be the end-all, be-all? Well, <clears throat> that's a great question. Again, I, I think, you know, certifications and seals and whatnot, I mean, I, I think it, it certainly is one step uh, forward. However, you know, depending on who's providing the certification, it's, it's not standardized, right? I mean, just, again, like any other industry, you know, if one product has a certification from, you know, company A and, and, and another product as certification from company B, again, they could be looking at different ways of measuring and standardizing. And, and that, I think, um, kind of fails to get to the sort of um, comfort level that consumers want to have, especially people that are, you know, maybe trying to dip their toes into cannabis and, and try our products. I think, you know, GMP, you know, fortunately has been, you know, a standard for quite some time. And, and I think, with that in perspective, we just need to at least head in that direction. I, I think making consumers feel safe, whether that is through seals or certifications, that's certainly in the right direction. But I think eventually we will need to standardize as an industry. And that's the only way, I think, uh, to get consumers and, again, uh, the people that are not so favor 
favorable towards cannabis to um you know open up and say like hey this is hitting all the benchmarks that other industries have and then you know hopefully that gets us to a more favorable position from a federal perspective in moving in that direction as well now i want to just get your take why is the gmp above others why what makes it honestly so much better as a higher entry point or a higher level of compliance what makes it so much of that is it just the rigorous testing the repetitive processes like what is the real standout that makes this show is it what there is because of other industry standards it's such a high standard for everyone else that why can't cannabis beat the same threshold yeah i, I think you know the it, it, the gmp itself i think uh the term answers that right because again it's all about standardization and so it's one set of rules that's being repeated over and over again to ensure that you know everything that comes out is of the same quality and of the same standard right and and i think that's the key element why i think you know people look at uh, gmp as the ideal scenario here because it's there's no real deviation from one manufacturer to another it's if everyone's using the same set of standards you know that the quality or the potency or whatever the case may be uh, that's coming out um, is going to be similar instead of deviations because I, I think for the non-cannabis user you know if you're thinking you're getting an edible with uh, you know five milligrams and you know it might be seven all of a sudden they have a very bad experience with that then you know it just starts to freak people out and so that's why I think standardizing and the standardizing the way you're testing and the processes and the compliance behind it is it's vitally important. This was something back going back into the seventies, 1975 world health organization instituted this level of good manufacturing practices. It's been around 50 plus years, almost with the years coming up. And it, there is, it, it, it's obviously been tried and true. Why cannabis and why the industry might be hesitant towards instilling these practices from a cost standpoint, from a resources standpoint. I mean, how much more to the bottom line would it make? And obviously, if somebody's working with Simplifya, you know, what more would it take to make sure that you're able to get a company that works with you to reach GMP status? Yeah, so, I, you know, unfortunately, because, you know, I think the cannabis industry is so... Um, strapped for cash right i mean you know you, yeah. you really don't have the ability to uh you know do all the things that other industries do and and so cash is something that is a major consideration and costs are and so i think for right now you know people just try and and do with what they have to ensure that you know they are putting out something that's safe and and high quality but you know it, unfortunately cost is a big factor and and i think that so you know, from 280E to safe banking, all these things that we really need to help kind of uh, elevate the industry. I think when those things come into play, I think uh, I think the industry and, and the folks within the industry certainly want to do the right things. They're just, you know, uh, kind of put into a corner here with uh, yeah. all the things going against them, unfortunately. Yeah. I would still say, if there's any way, any way possible, I'm always the kind of person I like to be proactive. I like to be ahead of things. I don't want to be worrying about an obstacle like this. And, 
you know, there's rules put into place and no one's prepared for it. If there's a way as a company out there, any of you listeners, that you need to find a way to get to that level, that's the end goal right there. If GMP is already a standard across other industries and eventually federal government or whoever's going to be coming in, compliance boards through other governing bodies, state to state, whatever it might be, that's a standard everybody else uses. And it's been tried and true. If you can reach that, there are already enough companies out there that are consulting, they're working on that, that are trying to go and reach those standards. That level of certification says a lot. And that's the one that everybody knows more than all the other certifications and seals out there, regardless of how good and how well-intentioned they are. Just have to make that point. Let's talk about Simplify as we wrap things up, Marion, and talk about the suite of products that you have. So there's, first of all, the standard operating procedures. And real quickly, so your team of analytical regulatory experts you can do generic and license-specific SOP bundles. Uh, you have the smart cabinet, which is what comes to the documentation, keeping and organizing documents. Smart cabinet is offering a user-friendly, convenient online document storage hub, eliminating the worry and stress of organizing and storing critical documents and self-audit for your team of lawyers or regulatory analysts reviewing state local regulations. A simple checklist of yes or no questions to determine if they're operating in compliance with all the rules related to your license type in their appropriate states. So with all that, if you want to just take a little bit, just to talk about each one of those suite of products there, the RegTech solutions, and tell people what they should do if they're interested in being involved and getting more involved in what you're doing right now with Simplify, what should they be doing? Yeah, thank you. You know, so Simplify, again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we exist to ensure that license operators have um, a simple cost-effective way to uh, be compliant from an operational perspective and, and a regulatory perspective. And so, um, you know, the audit tool is used, again, by small and large operators. Uh, you walk through your facility, if you have a web app, a tablet app, a mobile app, um, you know, you answer a bunch of yes or no questions broken out by categories. And once you're done with that, it'll spit out a report that says, here's where you're compliant, here's where you're not compliant. And for those areas of non-compliance, we'll give you, we give you action items on how to remediate those areas of non-compliance with the actual citation and the governing body that published that uh, regulation. And so, you know, you're completely uh, covered in terms of understanding who published it, what the citation actually says, versus um, in addition to us answering, asking that very simple question. Um, then, when it comes to SOPs, again, our regulatory affairs team they uh, looking through the regs, they extrapolate and create standard operating procedures that can be customizable with you know an operator's own SOPs. They can pair it up. They can do all sorts of fun stuff with it. Um, same thing with the with the smart cabinet and even the license tracker. Um, so those are the products we have for the license operator. And then you know we have products from license verification that banks use, insurance use. Uh, we have uh, product called Smart uh, Simplify Market Guide that's kind of like a high-level regulatory set of all the key elements from lending to tax. Um, then, you know, it's just a whole host of different products that uh, we bring to the industry, not only for the operator, but for those that serve the industry. So even for insurance companies and, and whatnot. And that's kind of how we got into this risk mitigation alliance is by working closely with 
uh, insurance companies that have been serving the industry. And so lots of products and, and uh, therefore the industry, but the key focus for us is really the license operator. We believe that you, know, you give the right tools and, and products for <clears throat> the operator and give them a good foundation. And then the industry as a whole will um, continue to thrive and, and grow. And that's kind of our mission. And so with that said, website again is simplify.com, S-I-M-P-L-I-F-Y-A.com. And for those that want to go ahead and click on the website and go ahead and reach out to you, uh, if you can give a, just a quick overview of what they're going to be able to be able to do when they connect with you and what they should probably have prepared before they do. Yeah. So, you know, with this new risk mitigation alliance, you know, we have a lot of inbounds coming in with people wanting to save money on uh, their insurance premiums, but also have 70% simplified paid for. So essentially, you know, name, company, number of locations, um, who their current insurance broker is. And um, we take that and, you know, we reach back out with, here are the, you know, folks that are part of Risk Mitigation Alliance and get them the, the right pricing and, and the discounted pricing and have simplified paid for. So it, it's it's all about trying to help the industry uh, save some money from the operator perspective, but also encourage them to, uh, you know, instill good standards and, and practices into their, uh, into their business. Let's go ahead and close it out there. Thank you again for joining me here, Gamarian, and letting us know about the Risk Mitigation Alliance. Uh, so is it just right through Simplify if people want to go and learn about the RMA? Is there a separate website? Yeah, it's, it's simplify.com forward slash risk mitigation alliance. Or if you go to simplify.com, um, there's links to get you to the risk mitigation alliance um, side of the page. But uh, yeah, thank you for having me on here. It's great to be back. Hey, same here. And we'll keep it up and, and always just keep posted on what new things are happening with Simplify here on Blunt Business. And again, be joined with Marian, Maria Thassan, CEO and co-founder of Simplify here on the program. And thanks for being on, Marian. And thank you listeners for listening in as you always do. Of course, find the show, subscribe, share, like. If you find it on the YouTube channel, because it's all there on our Cannabis Radio YouTube channel, we have CannabisRadio.com, home of Blunt Business, the Cannabis Radio app, which you can also download now on Apple iTunes or Google Play. And, of course, you can subscribe now wherever you find podcasts on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Audible, and all the major podcast platforms. And until then, next week, we'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.